0: All right, is this everybody besides Riley? All right. So what we're going to do this evening is we're going to look at one little verse, and it's a very important verse in the Bible, which they're all important, but this is one about forgiveness. And one thing that we don't talk about enough, especially in Bible school, is that Jesus forgives us. But we need to take it a step further when we talk about forgiveness, and when we talk about forgiveness with God is the fact that he forgives us, and then he forgets about whatever the problem was on purpose. All right, but we'll talk about that a little bit more in depth in a minute. I'm going to read you the verse. It's 1 John 1.9. It says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, faithful and just to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So what is sin? Anybody want to tell me what sin is? Exactly. This, anything that disobeys that is against God is a sin. Name some. Line. Lines one. Anybody, just rattle them off. Uh, yep. Stealing. stealing, yep. Killing. Killing. Same thing. <laughs> Bullying? Bullying, yes. Think it, you can't be wrong. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Robbing? Robbing, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Playing hooky? Yeah. All right. So now, of all the ones that you guys just rattled off, which is the worst one? Murdering. Murdering. Say it again. What would you say? All of them. All of them. See, here on earth, we put it on a scale. On earth, we will say stealing this piece of bubble gum is not as big a crime as going over here and killing somebody. But in God's eyes, God says it's all equal. In his eyes, it's all bad. It's all against him. It's all bad stuff. So when we do things here on earth, if I go up and if I take something from... Can I borrow your glasses? Good. Good. Let me have them. Now, if I take your glasses and I put them up where you can't see them and you can't do anything with them, well, throw them in the floor. All right. And now I'm going to tell Michael... Go out there and play in the rain. I want you to stomp on all the mud puddles and draw. Can you do it? No, no. Hang on a second. You can't do it, can you? You can't do it. Here's why. I took what he needs. Now listen, guys. All right, listen. Now I feel bad because Michael can't do anything. He, really. And I'm, I'm in the same boat he is because when I take my contacts out, I can't see. So if my contact comes out or if I lose my glasses, I can't do anything. It's made it really hard on Michael. And now I feel bad because now Michael can't go play with everybody else. So now I'm going to go up to Michael and say, Michael, I am so sorry. Here are your glasses. Now you can go play. And wh- I'm going to say, will you forgive me? Would you forgive me for that? Maybe. <laughs> See, but hey, so, hey, listen, it's okay, because he's right. That's, that's the way we do it. It's like, I don't know if I will to forgive you or not. That was kind of mean. But at some point, he could forgive me. But what's the one thing that he probably will not do? not that I hope not forget Michael will always remember yeah see Michael will remember that I took (laughs) that I took your won't you but that's the way we are if I was to go get Lane's hat take your hat off by the way if I was to go take that's okay if I was to go take Lane's hat it's the same as Michael's glasses if I go get Lane's hat and I take that hat and I throw it up on the roof and it starts raining his hair's gonna get messed up and then I'm going to feel bad, and I'm going to go get his hat, I'm going to get back to Lane and say, Lane, I'm sorry, do you forgive me? Are you going to forgive me? Yeah. All right, but will you forget about it? No. No. See, we can't forget this stuff. When we, when we hurt somebody, that person that we hurt does not forget about it. There's a story, a really neat story, and it's about this little boy. And he, had, he got mad at people very often. So every time he got mad and he'd done something to hurt somebody, his dad said, go out, out back. And I want you to take a nail and a hammer. And he said, I want you to take that hammer and put that nail in the fence. And so every time he would say something or do something bad, his dad sent him out back, take a nail, take that hammer, put that nail in the fence. Well, after about a year, there's a lot of nails in the fence. And so the dad said, one by one, I want you to take those nails out. And so one by one, the little boy went out there and took the hammer, and he pulled those nails out. What was left? Holes. Holes. That's like scars. So whenever we do something to somebody, whenever we bully somebody, we make fun of somebody, when we take their glasses or whatever we might do to them, you might come back and say, will you forgive me? And they'll say, yes, I forgive you. But you've left a mark. You've left a hole. You've hurt that person. And that will always be that. Scars scar is always going to be there, and they're always going to remember that whatever it was that you've done to it. But that's the human side. Now, on the, on the godly side of it, what this, the verse we just read is the Bible says that Jesus and God is faithful and just to forgive us. The next part of that is He forgets it. So whatever whatever Michael does and he asks God to forgive him, God's going to say yes, I forgive you, Michael, and then I'm going to forget it, and He will never bring it back up. We do that as as humans. We tend to bring that stuff back up. We're going to bring it up that. You know, I remember what you done to me 30 years ago, 20 years ago. I remember growing up, because I I'd do that. When I was in high school, I got bullied in high school. And I got to the point where I couldn't take it anymore. And I took, you guys know what a mouse is, like for a computer mouse. Back, in, back when I was younger, they had a cord. And I took a, a mouse that had a cord on it, and I hit my bully upside the head. He made me so mad. I could not, I to this day cannot, I, I can't forget that he bullied me. I can't forget that. And I forgive, and listen, we ended up working together. After all these years, I worked, I worked on an ambulance. I drove an ambulance for a while, and he worked with me on the ambulance. And it's like every day we'd get in the truck, and we'd get ready to go, and I could remember the way he picked on me. I forgave him years ago for what he'd done, but I can't forget what he'd done. God can. He, t- he, t- he tosses whatever the sin is, he tosses it into the, the lake of forgetfulness. Is what they call it, and that's what we're to try to do. Forgive and then forget. Try not to bring it back up. So, anyway, we're supposed to be talking about baseball. We're going to talk about three strikes, all right? What happens? Three strikes and you're out. You're, out. you're gone. Where you go? Back to dugout. Going to the bench. You're done for a little while until it's your turn again. Out of here. So, there's a lot of rules in baseball, right? Does anybody know how many rules there are in baseball? there's a lot do you know how many pages are yeah, they have like, how many pages are in the don't lean on that no it's 192 pages in the major league baseball rule book there's 192 pages a lot i don't know how many a lot so there's a lot so all right how many of you guys could memorize 192 pages you think you could? Yeah. Okay, not, like not ever. Sorry, I couldn't either. 50 50. fifty, fifty. So you might get about a hundred pages or so in. Yeah. Ninety, yeah. ninety-two, yeah. ninety-five. Yeah. So yeah, one page. That's that's me. Do you know what page I would remember? What? Three strikes, you're out. That's the easy one. Yeah. Yeah. That's the easy one. That's the one we all remember. Yeah, <laughs> you got to you got to make an out. We remember that stuff, but. We can't remember all, all the rules. There's a lot of rules out there. But everybody knows the three-strike rule. It's over with. You go sit down. You're out. Now, in a lot of states, like I'm not sure about North Carolina. I think North Carolina is seven. But a lot of the states that are around us have a three-strike rule. If you go to jail three times, you get sent to prison. So, you know, there's a difference in jail and prison. Jail is somewhere you stay for a little while. Prison's where you stay for a long time. So, they have a three strike rule. If you get caught three times with three felonies, then you go to jail for life. That's called a three strike rule. It's not where you want to be. I don't want anybody dealing with that three strike rule. I'm not going to talk about the positive or negatives of uh, the three strike rule, but I want to give you a point right here that will make sense. God has no three strike rule, God doesn't say that you've messed up three times, you're no longer part of my team. He doesn't say you've messed up three times and you no longer are eligible for the Hall of Fame or heaven. He doesn't work like that. He never has, never will. God is a loving God, and you get unlimited strikes, I guess, which is not good. You don't need to just keep going out and doing strikes and doing strikes and doing strikes, which means sinning, sinning, sinning. You don't do that. You want to go be the best person that you can be and try not to get struck out. Try not to get those strikes. Now there is no three strike rule with God, and that's good news. But there's some better news. Not only is there no three strike rule, there is perfect and total forgiveness for those that call upon the Name Lord, and that's what we just talked about. In First John, it said that we are totally forgiven, and He forgets about it. Which is again, that's kind of hard for our little minds to to understand, ain't it? It's hard for us to comprehend the fact that somebody we can do something wrong. Now remember, what was sin? What did you say sin was? disobeying God so we have disobeyed the father God we disobey God can you imagine disobeying God and then him forgiving you and then forgetting about it somebody is high and mighty and powerful as God and then he says I forgive you and he throws it in the lake and he doesn't remember it anymore he's not going to bring it back up so when you get to the hall of fame you know and when we all go to get, we're all going to get to Cooperstown, but we might not make it into Cooperstown. So Cooperstown, remember what that is? That's, that's, the, that's the town that the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame is in. That's what they call it. They don't say go, go into the Hall of Fame, you go to Cooperstown. Everybody is going to get to go to Cooperstown, but not everybody's going to get to go into Cooperstown. Not everybody makes it to the Hall of Fame because we have to all stand before God at some point. some point in our lives when we're done here, we'll stand before God, and we're going to give an account for all the things that we've done. And he's going to ask some questions. He's going to know the answers, but he's going to want to hear it from us. And it doesn't mean that because you played on the team that you're going to make it into Cooperstown or that you're going to make it into heaven. He's going to look at, did you ask, I'll say it like this, did you ask my manager into your heart, which is Jesus? Did you ask him into your heart to be your Lord and Savior? That's what matters. And I'll talk more about that towards the end, but I got to get to this story so that we can move on, because I think we get done at what time eight ten. Okay, yep. I'll speed this up for you guys. So other kind of you asked? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, seriously, there's so much. He already knows the answers to them, but he just kind of wants to hear it from you. It's just like praying. He we always talk about the Lord knows our hearts. But he really likes to hear from you. He wants to hear you talk to him. He wants to hear it from your mouth, from your heart. And there's tons of things that he wants to know from you. Um, but, w- so, um, I you but it's, projecting it. it's what? Projecting. I have no idea what that is. Would say that that when stolen, your body, oh no, no, I know what you're talking about. No, no, that's that. No, when it when when you die here on earth. The Bible tells us that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So that means that it goes straight to him. The sin? Yeah, because you're a sinner. This flesh is sin. So once this flesh has died, you don't sin anymore. You can't sin anymore. There's nothing left to sin. And what is not allowed in heaven? Sin. What goes to heaven, though? Your soul obeying the Lord, asking the Lord into your heart, And being saved, and when you're saved, then your soul goes to heaven when it's your turn to go. So you you guys are right. Somebody's been doing a little studying. All right, so I want to talk about King David for a minute. Everybody knows who King David is? A little bit about King David? What was his nickname? You don't know, do I? He was a man after God's own heart. God loved him. David is a lot like us. He is, he sinned a lot. lot. So we're going to talk about one of his major sins. Huh? Which one was it? That's where we're going tonight. You could probably help me tonight. All right, but I cleaned it up. What you read and what I'm going to tell is going to be a little bit cleaner version of it. I don't want y'all's parents mad at me. So we have King David. King David lived in a palace. King David's army was at war. They was in a battle, and he had some of the best fighters in the world. One of the best fighters he had, his name was Uriah. So Uriah had this beautiful wife. So King David's men, they all went out. They was battling. They was fighting. Uriah was out there doing his thing. King David said, I want to hang back. I want to stay home, so he went to the palace, his palace, and when he was up on top of the rooftop one evening, just walking around, he seen Bathsheba, which was Uriah's wife, and she was out on her rooftop bathing. David liked what he seen, and so he asked for uh, Bathsheba to be brought to him, and so she came to him, and um, later on, she they found out she was pregnant, and David said, "That's not good. Uh, go get Uriah." Bring him home. So they went and got Uriah, brought him home, and he ended up giving him some wine to drink to try to get him drunk, and told him he said, Hey, stay stay home for a while, stay with your wife for a while. And Uriah got thinking about it. He's like, My men are out there fighting, they're dying. They're not able to come home and be with their wives. Why should I stay with my wife? And so Uriah gets up and he goes back to war, goes back to battle. And it makes David so mad that Uriah didn't do what he thought he would do. So, what did David do? You remember what David did? He sent and put in the front. Yep. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Y'all are right. He sent him to the front of the battle line because he knew he'd be killed. Did it kill him? So he could have Bathsheba. And have children. Have that child. Yep. No. But they died. And they have more, David yep, and that's where we're going with this. Yep. We're, that's where, exactly where we're going. Now, did y'all talk about Nathan? Nathan, the prophet Nathan. Nathan is the one that brought the guilt to David. David tried to do what? Cover it up. He tried to cover the whole thing up so nobody know what took place. That was the whole point in sending Nathan, or, uh, uh, Uriah to the front line so that he'd be killed and nobody would know what took place. But it didn't work. Nathan came to him and he said, God knows your heart. Remember that part. We can't hide anything from God. It doesn't matter what we do. Y'all are young enough. Y'all are at the right age right now where you're probably learning how to tell some really good lies and hide them from your parents or whoever, and you think they'll never find out. They're never going to know what just happened. God does Jesus will. He knows your heart. He knows what took place. That's what Nathan was telling him. You think you hit it. God knows what happened. David recognized his sins. And what did he do? You just said it a while ago. He confessed his sins, which is exactly what we're supposed to. When we realize that we've done something wrong, when we sinned against God, we are to confess our sins, which is what we, the scripture we just read. says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us. If you go over, and we won't read it tonight, but Psalm 51 is a prayer of confession from David to God. I mean, it's a big it's a deep, it's a really good confession to God from David. Now, remember the three-strike rule we talked about earlier. There was three strikes with David. Does anybody remember what they were? Well, the first one was... What? Adultery. So he had Bathsheba come over, and they wasn't married. He, she was already married. So strike one was adultery. It is, I guess. That's that's not the biblical term, but you nailed it. <laughs> strike two as he tried to cover up what he did. And then strike three was he had someone killed. He had Uriah killed. Strike one, strike two, strike three. Yeah. Yeah. So did... God say you're out. No, no, no. He did he not. He had big old plans for David. I mean, he had some major plans for this guy, and we're learning from it. We're we're getting all we're reaping the benefits from David's mistakes. And we're learning. I mean, we learn every day. We learn. There's two big characters in the Bible. One in the Old Testament, one in the New Testament that we learn a lot from. The old Testament is David, and the New Testament is Paul or Saul. Those are the two that we learn a lot from. But God could have said, David, you're out. You're out of my favor. You're out of my kingdom. He said, I want to boot you out. Forget about getting back in my good graces. Forget about going to the Hall of Fame. and Forget about it. But that ain't God. He's a forgiving father. And then what? what, He forgives and what? Forgets. Forgives and forgets. But God, he doesn't do that because the, the verse I read earlier says that that when we confess our sins, he'll forgive us. He, he does it out of love. It's not just because he has to, and he, he does it because he wants to. He loves us that much to forgive us and to forget about it. He won't just forgive us, though. He, he, he cleans us up. So something I was thinking about a while ago was when you guys were smaller, which one of y'all fell? Did you fall a while ago? So what happened when you fell? You got, you got scuffed up. So what happens? Lane, do me a favor. Just come up here a second. I want lay down there on the ground just like you fell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> take, take your lid off again. I'm going to take your hat off. <laughs> all right, so Lane fell. What happens when somebody falls? Did you fall? Lane, are you all right? Yeah. All right, I want to help you up. I want to help him up. Look, I'm going to help him up. All right, are you okay? Uh-huh. All right, I'm going to make sure he's okay. All right, get the first aid kit. All right, Lane, you go sit down, all right? You be careful. Don't do that again. All right? So that's what we do. We help him up. <laughs> yeah. You got scuffed up too. Y'all want to have to be careful. We got them both knees. <laughs> so what we do is we go help people up. We brush them off, clean them up, and then send them back out, right? That's what God wants to do with us. He says... When we fall, we get hurt. We're going to say, "Lord, I tripped. I fell. I done something I shouldn't have. It was my my mistake. I did it against you. I'm so sorry." And He's going to like, Lane, don't do that again, okay? And He's going to pick you back up, and He's going to put him back where he needs to be. Think about, think about the boat. Think about whenever uh, Peter was walking on the water. What happened when he lost faith? And where'd he go? But do you? All right, they had a, you know what? I like being a fly on the wall with that one. I was a, he, Peter was walk, trying to walk on water, and he took his eyes off Jesus and started focusing on the storm, and he sunk. Jesus, this is the point about that I like. Jesus reached down with his hand and with his right hand, the strong arm, and he picked him back up. And then he didn't just put him back on the boat. He had a conversation with him. Okay. He, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he didn't dust him off because he's wet. He wrung him out. He just got the water off of him. Yeah. But that's what he does to us is he picks us up and he cleans us off, brushes us off, gets us back where we need to be, and then he sends us back out and he says, just don't do it again. We can't clean ourselves up, can we? We take a bath all day long, can't we? Y'all go out here and play in the rain all you want to, but can you clean yourself up yeah. to where you're perfect enough to go to heaven? We can't do it. No man can enter the kingdom of God. No. Jesus, what did Jesus say? I'm the way, the truth, the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. me. That's right. Yep. So we've got to go through him, and he's got to be the one that cleans us up. And he's ready, he's willing, and he's able to do just that for each one of us, every one of us. It doesn't matter our, you know, where we come from. It don't matter if you're off of Squirrel Creek, or if you're off of uh, Limble Creek Road where I'm from, or if you're up the head of Dutch Creek. It don't matter where you're from, what you look like, who you are, who your daddy is. It don't matter. He's willing and able and ready to clean you up and make something out of you and use you and, and, and do great things with you. What are you doing? Uh you don't need that, it, but like a Bunch, I no, just hang on to it. <laughs> the Tower of Babel. Yep, that's why you. That's why you babble when you're rattling off and you don't make sense. That's where the word "babble" come from, from the Bible. Now I'm done. Yep, we're getting ready to shut her down. All right, y'all go ahead. The two of y'all. Thank you for your glasses, Michael. <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> yeah, hang on just a second. A bell. You always, you've to do that for a while, aren't you? I remember that. She done called it. It's all right. Which right. got like four or five day, uh, times. can. right, all right. All right, we're all right. So we're going <laughs> to. That's today. No, I'm messing with him. All right, we're going to close with this right here, okay? Just remember, God does not have a three-strike rule. You cannot strike out with God. He doesn't want you to test him. He doesn't want you to keep on being bad, being bad, being bad. But he wants you to learn from your mistakes. He wants you to learn from um, where you've done him wrong and grow from it. What would you do? Oh. All right, let's pray, and then you guys can go out, okay? Or I think you're staying here. I don't know. All right, let's pray, Father. So, thank you again for tonight. Thank you for the ones that are here, here and I pray God that you would uh, just continue to open their hearts, use them in a great way, Lord. I pray that they can learn uh, from what's being taught this week. I pray that they can learn from one another. I pray that they see uh, the love of Jesus through all the ones that are here as well, and I pray God that uh, as we look at these analogies with baseball, that we understand. Uh, the importance of the scripture, the importance of the love of Jesus. We understand the importance of the cross and the resurrection, and we understand the importance of the sacrifice of your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you again for your many blessings. I pray, Lord, that you continue to show your grace, your mercy, and your love upon each one of us. Oh, i your son's name, we pray. Amen. Okay, All right. You're going to quit not sin? Well, <laughs> What'd she do to you? Yeah. Oh! Ouch! Oh, that hurts me. You have have a big what is the last Get your hat. Thursday.